0: Listen to It Fizz. (laughs) Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold discomfort. Alka-Seltzer presents the Quiz Kids.
1: Attention Quiz Kids, here's today's first puzzler from our Alka-Seltzer question box. What button stayed in place for two years and looks good enough to last quite a while longer.
0: Yes, there it is, today's first question. And how about it, you folks there at home? Are you ready with the answer? Well, fine. Let's see if it checks with the replies we get from the youngsters here in our classroom. Because here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly!
1: Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Well, here we go with another Alka-Seltzer question session, friends, and we invite you to join in the fun, too, yes? Just pretend you're back in school once again and see how nimble the old brain is. See if you can keep in step with our quiz kids. That may take some doing because we have a fine alert group of youngsters here in school this afternoon, and we're ready to meet them right now. Here we go with roll call, children. Patrick? Patrick?
2: I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old and in 7th Fort Dearborn School in Chicago.
3: Joel? I'm Joel Cufferman. I'm 12 years old and I'm a freshman at Roosevelt High School. Brenda?
4: I'm Brenda Liebling. I'm 4 years old and I live in Chicago, Illinois.
1: And returning to school today, Ira?
4: I'm Ira Lee. I'm, eight year... I'm, I'm in the 8th grade. I'm 12 years old in the University of Chicago Laboratory School.
1: And finally, pint-sized Melvin. I'm Melvin Miles. I'm
4: 5
5: years old. I go to kindergarten, North Park School.
1: Say, Melvin, you certainly did a fine job helping me out last Sunday. Uh, Yes, siri, I think all of us agree that you make a first-rate chief quizzer. Now, tell us, did you have fun?
5: Oh, I had wonderful fun. It was uh, very nice.
1: You enjoyed yourself? Yes. Well, I just thought you did the way you were chuckling. Huh? Better than to be the quiz kids. Oh, you think so, to huh? kids. Oh, it's a lot of fun, yeah, as long as everything goes all right. Now, uh, but you know something, uh, Melvin. Some of our listeners are a bit puzzled. You said on several different occasions that you don't know how to read as yet, and uh, still last Sunday you had your cards, just as I have, with questions on them. And, uh, well, uh, was there anything written on those cards, Melvin? And if so, how did you read? Well, there were uh,
5: something written like for that one about what snake could swallow a whole animal.
1: Oh, was that the stumper? Yes. That, oh? Uh,
5: there was well. a picture of a snake, and for the answer, a snake with uh, a big lump in it for after he swallowed the animal. Oh,
1: a picture of a snake. Well, how do you like that? Well, and on some of the other questions, can you think of uh, what uh, kind of a picture there...
5: Well, for that uh, one about diddle little dumpling you know, what nursery rhyme? Did somebody go to sleep with some articles of clothing
1: on? Oh, yes, I yes. Yeah. I uh,
5: had a little shoe.
1: <laughs> a little shoe. Well, how do you like that? Well, say, I guess that clears everything up in fine shape. Nobody's puzzled anymore. <laughs> well, let's get on with our schoolwork quiz, kids, and see if we can clear up that first question. Uh, we have uh, three hands up. And uh, remember, the question was from Mrs. Joseph Lee Berry of New York. What button stayed in place for two years and looks good enough to last quite a while longer? Uh, Let's see, Pat's hand was up first. All right, Pat. Well,
2: that's Dick Button, the famous skater, who has uh, been a champion for several years, and he's still very good.
1: Well, he hasn't been a champion for several years. For
2: two years. That's
1: right. Dick Button, the 19-year-old world figure skating champ from Englewood, New Jersey. Well, you checked that one off in a hurry. You certainly did. And we send Mrs. Joseph Lee Berry of New York, a fine zenith Transoceanic shortwave portable radio for sending in that question. That's always Alka-Seltzer's reward when the quiz kids answer your question correctly, friends. If they miss, Alka-Seltzer sends you a big zenith radio phonograph combination, the set with two FM bands and two of the new Cobra tone arms, one for regular records and one for the new long playing records. Try your hand at stumping these youngsters, friends. Just send your questions to Quiz Kids Chicago. Now, children, your next question is from Mrs. Lynn D. Thomas of Rockwell City, Iowa. Each of the following groups contains the first names of two famous persons of the past and present, and the last names of the two in each group are the same. Which one, in each case, might it be possible for you to meet today? Here are the names, Ethan or Fred. Patrick?
2: Well, uh, that would stand for Allen. And Ethan Allen was an old hero in the Revolution, and uh, he, he, died, he died some time ago. And Fred Allen, of course, is the famous comedian. So it would be possible for you to meet Fred Allen today, not That's Ethan.
1: That's right. Absolutely right, Patrick, my boy. Now, how about uh, Chick or Brigham? Joel? Well, that would be Young.
3: Brigham Young uh, was the uh, founder of Salt Lake City. He was the great... Uh, Mormon leader, and uh, he's uh, dead now, but uh, I think Trick Young, isn't uh, he Chick the one Young? that uh, draws Blondie?
1: Draws Blondie. He's a cartoonist who draws Blondie. Well, say, you kids certainly took care of that very, very nicely. Mrs. V. Williams of New York wants to test your knowledge of other radio programs with this question. Can you tell the typical manner in which these radio stars sign off at the close of their programs? First, what does Arthur Godfrey say when he says goodbye? Melvin
5: Well, he says, be the good Lord, Will, and i see you tomorrow That's
1: just what he says How do you like that? Five years old, uh-huh <laughs> All right, what does uh, Jimmy Durante say? Melvin, again uh,
5: Good night, Mrs.
1: Calabash, wherever you Good night, back? Mrs. Calabash is right, Melvin, uh-huh Say <laughs> And what does Roy Rogers say? Melvin?
5: And may the good Lord take a liking to you.
1: Well, what do you know about that? <laughs> well, Melvin, can you uh, can you give us any others?
5: What do you mean? Uh, any others that I know? Yes, uh-huh. Well, uh, one, Jack Birch, says, I'm a whistling, you'll be listening. Yeah? Both Jack Birch, and... Uh,
1: and can you think of any others?
5: Not... Practically, you mentioned all of them that I do know that I could think of right practically right now. Right practically right now. I see. Uh
1: huh. All right. Fine. Well, that was uh, uh, practically done, I must say. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. It's practically finished, in other words. Well, let's try this one from Mrs. C.T. Annis of Hammond, Indiana. If the following creatures could sing our popular songs, what songs might each select if he wanted to sing about a subject he is particularly interested in? First, a dog. What popular song would a dog sing? Patrick.
2: Well, he might sing uh, the Pussycat Song, because cats always chase dogs. (laughs)
1: That's right. I mean, dogs
2: chase cats. (laughs) Uh,
1: That's the idea. (laughs) And, Melvin, do you have one?
5: Yes, well, one could be Buttons and bows because uh, not only that I know of uh, one, but our little dog, when he was little, he uh, even swallowed a whole tie back.
1: He did? Yes, but not the thumbtack, though Oh, I see, not the thumbtack, uh-huh And, Joel? Well, maybe my
3: darling Clementine Because what happened to uh, Clementine in the second or third verse Shouldn't happen
1: to a dog (laughs) That's very, very good, Joel (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful, yeah Uh, How about a bird? What uh, popular song would a bird sing, Joel? A little bird or the Woody Woodpecker song That's right, and uh, uh, Melvin, do you have one?
5: Yes, about a cuckoo.
1: Cool, about a cuckoo, huh? Mm-hmm. Is there a song about a cuckoo? Uh,
6: yes.
1: Oh, there the is. Well, I just want to make sure, yeah. Brenda?
6: Well, there's a bird of speckled eggs. It's a
2: bird.
1: Yes, that's true. And Patrick?
2: The Dicky Bird
1: song. The Dicky Bird song. All right. Well, what uh, what popular song would a cow sing? A cow. Ira? Well, it might sing the Old Grey Mare
4: because... Oh. The uh, cow and the uh, horse are usually found on a farm, so you yes. might
1: get that connection. Well, that's a good answer. And, Patrick?
2: Milkman, keep those bottles quiet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <I> was...
0: <laughs>
1: oh, fine. <laughs> well, we're Sorry. moving right along with today's question session, kids. But before we consider this next one, let's hear what Bob Murphy has to say.
0: Well, Joe, I'd like to pose a little problem. Suppose a headache comes along, friends, and threatens to slow you down on the job or spoil an evening of fun. What do you do? Do you just suffer along, or are you one of the thousands who has learned about Alka-Seltzer and the fast relief it offers from headache discomfort? Well, if you don't know, you should. Yes, a glass of Alka-Seltzer contains one of the world's most effective pain relievers. And it's so easy to drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water... Lithen for the fizz, and then drink that pleasant-tasting, refreshing solution. Why, it's not like taking bitter medicine at all, and the fast, effective relief Alka-Seltzer brings is so welcome. Honestly, friends, we think you'll be amazed how soon that headache can become a forgotten interlude with Alka-Seltzer on the job. Just try it. That's all we ask you to do. Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. Next time you're in a drugstore, ask for Alka-Seltzer. Try it once, and we know you'll never be without it in your home.
1: All right, thank you, Bob Murphy. Certainly like that new suit you're wearing today, Bob, yeah. Now, this question is from Mrs. Evelyn Smith of Los Angeles, California. If someone asked you to, uh, pay, would you be expected to sneeze, bake a custard, clap your hands, or jump? Brenda?
6: Well, you wouldn't do anything,
1: what do you mean you wouldn't do anything, honey?
6: I think you would jump.
1: You think you would jump? Why do you why do you think you would jump? Huh? <laughs> what is what does uh, a pay mean?
6: It's a blast freshman, of course, and it means you're up on your toes and you get out on your toes. See so you're in fifth position you get out on your out out on your toes in second position and this position, but this time with the other foot.
1: And just where do you do this? On the bar. On the bar? Yes. Well, where, where, where is the bar? I mean, is
6: <laughs>
5: It's, it's <laughs> Well, wait a minute now. Now,
1: I, uh, Brenda knows what she's talking about. And I want to clear this up. Uh, uh, what, what do you mean by the bar, honey? What?
6: Uh... You know, there's a, there's something that's around. You know, there's always a bar. Well,
1: there's tell always... me, what, are, what are you doing when you do this?
6: You. You see, I told you you're you're hanging onto the bar, and you do all those things. You do you do you do extra pay.
1: Well, I'll tell but you, I, I the answer on my card here it says jumping out of a ballet position. Now, in uh, taking ballet dancing, do they use the bar? Uh... Yes. Oh, they do. Well, <laughs> my goodness, I should have known that. Thank you very much, Brenda, yes <clears throat> Well, we all live and learn uh, Miss Eunice Falkel of Abbeville, South Carolina Reminds us that just last week Was the anniversary of Longfellow's birthday And so for this question We will let you hear three sound effects That should suggest favorite children's poems Written by Longfellow Let's see if you kids can identify them Now here's the first sound effect What poem does this suggest? Joel?
3: That'll be Paul Revere's ride.
1: The Midnight Ride? And it starts
3: out, uh, Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. That's
1: right. Very good, Joel. Very, very good. And uh, listen to this next one now. Patrick?
2: Well, that's the children's hour.
1: Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Very, very good. And uh, now let's see if you can get this last one. <laughs> a gug, <laughs> Patrick.
2: Well, that's a song of Hiawatha.
1: That's right. That was a little Indian double talk I was giving <laughs> yeah, you there. Yes. But... Thank you very much. Nice going. Now here's rather a difficult Bible question from um, Mrs. J. C. Potts of Flagstaff, Arizona. I will read you scripture which asks a question. You are to tell who asked the question in the Bible. Here's the first one as yet exaltest thou thyself against my people that thou wilt not let them go Melvin?
5: well uh, by the word I'm, i say
3: maybe a god
1: no oh. no joel that's moses talking to
3: the pharaoh i believe that's in uh exodus
1: when he would not let the children yes. of israel go that's uh-huh and uh, now the next one is from the new testament who asked this question and he said unto them the third time Why, what evil hath he done? Who asked that question? Pat?
2: Well, uh, isn't that Peter?
1: No. No. And he said unto them the third time, Why, what evil hath he done? That's from the New Testament. You give up on this one? Well Pilate said this to the multitude of people who wanted Jesus crucified. He could not find Jesus guilty. Well, kids, that uh, I can't score you on that one. That's a miss. So Alka-Seltzer sends uh, Mrs. J.C. Potts of Flagstaff, Arizona, one of the big Zenith radio phonograph combinations for sending in that stumper. Now, here's our next question. Uh, Mrs. C.A. Parker of Chicago says that she's been listening to serious renditions of opera arias all season, and now she would like to have a little fun taking off these serious numbers. But she says she isn't a very good mimic herself, and she wants you quiz kids to do this for her. So, exaggerating as much as you like, can any of you children give a rendition of what the girlfriend of the Duke of Mantua in Rigoletto might have sung? Patrick?
2: Well, she, uh, she sang Carinome. Yes. And that's carved upon my inward heart.
1: Uh-huh. And she,
2: and uh, do you want it in the uh, language or in English?
1: Well, just uh, just kind of... Exaggerate, you know, well, really throw yourself then into Then I'd better give
2: it in the English.
1: You're an opera singer Oh,
2: caranome oh, oh, core, Fasti primo palpitar That, uh, since he's a soprano, she probably wouldn't be singing bass
1: No, I'm just going to say... Yeah, you're quite away from the high notes there, Pat. Yeah, well, that's all right. That was, a, that, that was a, a rough idea. Now then, can you give us a rendition of some aria Jose's girlfriend sang? Ara
4: Well, that would be the uh, Hannah Bonaire, and it would, uh, if it would be uh, mimicking, it would go like this. <laughs> that's
1: wonderful, Ira. <laughs> That's the first time I ever heard a broken yodel in action, yeah. (laughs) Well, that was a lot of fun. Now, by the way, uh, Ira, I wonder if you would like to pick out an aria that's a favorite of yours and sing it for us, huh? Well, that
4: would be the Carter song from uh, uh, Cavalleria Rusticana, and it goes like this. Il lo scalpita il will si o che la prostela so viendo vien do cada cadala neviki a me che coso fa il lo scalpita il sanoliscuilino si o che la prostela si o la, la si o che la prostela e si la
1: you're a man after my own heart. I'd like to sing opera like you do. <laughs> I sure would. Now, the next puzzler from our Alka-Seltzer question box is from Lucille A. Branda of Rowaton, Connecticut, and it's all about articles people wear, which played an important part in fairy tales. What certain article was the means of uniting a prince and a peasant girl? Melvin? <clears throat>
5: well, will that be Cinderella?
1: Well, what about Cinderella? What article did... Oh, oh, a glass slipper,
5: that's right. The glass
1: slipper, that's right, Uh huh? And uh, what article of clothing gave its owner a lot of trouble when it got caught in a gooseberry net? Melvin?
5: Uh, Oh, was that the tale of Peter Rabbit by his jacket?
1: That's right, Peter Rabbit's jacket. Good boy. Well, all right, children. While I'm selecting this next puzzler from the Alka-Seltzer question box, here's Bob Murphy with a question.
0: Yes, Joe, and it's one for our listeners. I'm wondering how many of you folks are caught with a cold. Well, let's hope you're not. But if the month of March runs true to form, we can expect plenty of changeable, cold-catching weather. So, take care. And remember, when a cold's making you miserable, here's the thing to do. Start right in on Alka-Seltzer's ABC Cold Comfort Treatment. That's right, and here's the way it goes. A stands for Alka-Seltzer. Yes, start taking Alka-Seltzer at once to help relieve that ache in every bone feverish feeling of a cold. B means be wise. Beware of drafts. Dress and eat sensibly. Be sure to get more rest than usual. And C stands for comfort. Yes, indeed. The comfort in Alka-Seltzer gargle can give the sore, raspy throat caused by your cold. Now, there it is. Alka-Seltzer's easy-to-follow ABC cold comfort treatment. And friends, we know you'll welcome the ease it can bring to much of your cold discomfort. So if you are caught with a cold, try it right now. Yes, get Alka-Seltzer from your drugstore and begin the ABC Cold Comfort Treatment immediately. Remember, Alka-Seltzer can be worth its weight in gold when you're suffering from a cold. Since this is 4-H Club Week,
1: Mrs. Frances M. Sheridan of Chicago sends in this question, which you are to figure out without the aid of pencil or paper. Last year, the 4-H Club had a clothing project which required the boys and girls to do some sewing there was finally the enormous total of 1,846,420 completed garments turned in. Working toward this goal were 1,210 boys and 461,000 girls. Now, if the boys turned in an average of two completed garments apiece, how many more garments per person did the girls turn in? Joel?
3: Well, let's see, uh, there were uh twelve, ten uh, boys. Now if they turned into a piece, that'd be uh 2, Now subtracted from the uh a million eight hundred and forty six
1: thousand four hundred and twenty. That's
3: right. That would be a million eight hundred and forty four thousand. Let's say four sixty one thousand into that. That goes in exactly four, so there would be two more garments uh, per person for the girls than for the boys.
1: That's right. The girls each turned in 40. Good boy. <laughs> Folks may be interested to know that in the 4-H clubs all over the country, there are 2 million boys and girls between the ages of 10 and 21 who try to learn to do by doing in some phase of farming or homemaking, and reports show that these young people are certainly to be congratulated in their accomplishments for last year. Now, this next question from Harry Krug of Kansas City, Missouri, is one that we are all interested in. What is the best way to avoid an argument or a fight? All right. We'll start off with Joel.
3: Well, one uh, good way is the uh, maxim, uh, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, uh, never uh, be too outspoken. Be diplomatic. You can compromise your position
1: if the other fellow does it too. Yes, if the other fellow does too. Uh Uh-huh. And Ira, what would you think about this?
4: Oh, uh, well. Uh, if you if you uh, if you don't want to start a fight, you don't necessarily have to. And I think if you can use your willpower, you don't have to start a fight.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. And Brenda.
4: Well, the way you could do a fight is just lock like them back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the way you could. And the
6: way
1: you well, could. Well, sometimes that does prevent an argument. And, yes. Uh, and, and, In a certain that, sense. And, and uh, Patrick.
2: Well. Uh, only a sudden hamlet Lend every man your ear But few thy voice And of course That means that uh, Just keep quiet And form your own opinions But If you get into a fight You ha- uh, Defend yourself And uh, Let them know That, you're, that you re- really mean business You didn't oh. start it But
1: Oh sure Yes Uh uh-huh. Yeah And uh, Melvin How about you son What would you say about this
5: well, to stop a fight, the only thing I could do is just, when they, uh, if anybody's fighting, don't cry about it, don't do anything, just play as if you don't care about it. And then they'll stop, they'll figure, well, I'm not doing anything to that person, so the wow. best thing is, to just leave them alone, because I'll just, I'll just get myself tired.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's all right, too. And, uh, Ira, did you want to add something?
4: Well, if uh, if you... There was a book, uh, The Man in the Iron Mask, by Alexander Dumas, and if you were wearing an iron mask, somebody started to hit you in the face, he wouldn't feel very good afterwards, so he wouldn't do it, I don't think.
1: No. Uh-huh. Yeah, but those are so cumbersome to carry around with you, you know. So, well, wait a minute. I'll I put my mask on. I'll show you. Uh, Brenda, what were you going to say?
6: Well, that was the argument that I said that... I uh, find I mean, but by argument I would just keep water in my mouth, and I learned that from a little story. The oh. story goes like this: Once oh. upon a time, yeah. there lived a husband and a wife that were always arguing. Yes. Yeah. And the mother ran to an old wise man, hmm. and she and that ma- wise man gave him a bottle of water, her a bottle of water. Yes. Yeah. And. And he said, keep this in your mouth, but don't swallow. So she did that, but one day she broke the bottle. And she was all upset, and she ran to the old wise man, and he said, I have no other bottle like that, but you pretend you have water in your mouth. And that's just what she did, and she never got to an argument again.
1: Well, I declare uh... Well, now, that was a nice story, and I, I really enjoyed that, Brenda, very, very much. All right, well, let's see now. Uh, we got more questions here. Uh, this question uh, about state capitals is from Mrs. Rachel W. Coffin of New York City. If you heard a salesman make these remarks, he might be selling a product that has the same name as a state capital. What would it be? Listen, one hot dog coming up. Pat.
2: Well, that would be Frankfort,
1: Kentucky. That's, the <laughs> That's right. Frankfort, Kentucky. That's the idea. Uh, and uh, now the next one here. Annie Oakley herself would have loved to have had one of these straight shooters. Annie Oakley herself would have loved to have had one of these straight shooters. What uh, state capital might that suggest, Patrick?
2: Well, it might suggest Austin, Texas, because uh, Texas. There are the Texas Rangers, and he. He was very uh, powerful in Texas, he helped them get their...
1: Well, no, the name, the name of the capital, uh, this, uh, Ira?
4: Well, I can't very well give the answer to this, but you might say the uh, 24, 21st uh, state that was admitted in the Union.
1: No, Joel?
3: Well, Springfield, uh, Illinois, because that's uh, Springfield's a make of rice.
1: That's right, Springfield, Illinois, for <laughs> Springfield rice. This question is from Gertrude Wilson of Cleveland, Ohio. What three different games would you be playing if you lost two rubbers, smashed a bird, and landed in jail? All right, Pat.
2: Well, if you, uh, if you smashed a bird, you'd be playing tennis. Or uh, a, a ping pong. What? Table tennis.
1: What? Or Table tennis? Oh, no. Wait a minute, Joel.
3: Well, if you, uh, let's see, if you lost uh, two rubbers, it'd be bridge. Bridge? If you smashed a bird, I think that'd be... Golf, and if you no. landed in jail, that'd
1: be Monopoly. Oh, Ira?
4: Well, uh, they call a bird, I think, in uh, badminton.
1: Badminton, that's the game, and they call the bird the uh, shuttlecock. And what did you say if you landed in jail, Joel?
4: Well, uh,
3: Monopoly. <laughs> and also, a uh, birdie, uh, uh, you said smash the bird. Well, a birdie in golf is, isn't is that a one under par?
1: Uh, that's right, yeah, it's, it's a, a birdie, but uh, we say smash the bird uh, mm-hmm. has a little different. Uh, uh, inflection to it, I think. All right, uh, uh uh-oh. Well, say, there's the uh, bell. And uh, now then we come to that important question, who won today's Alka-Seltzer question session. The judges will add up the scores, take into consideration your age as well as the number of correct answers you gave, and they'll have your grades for us in just a minute, kids. And while we're waiting,
0: here's a reminder. At seven, at 12, at six, mealtime in America and vitamin time. Yes, put that one-a-day brand multiple vitamin bottle on the table and see to it that every member of your family takes a -a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule. Don't take chances. Government surveys show that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. So don't take chances that your daily diet is short on essential vitamins. Be on the safe side. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules, 60 capsules only, $2. Remember, mealtime is vitamin time. Take one-a-day brand, multiple vitamin capsules. All right now, children,
1: here are your report cards. But remember, whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Let's see now. The judges say that as a class, you uh, you missed one question. Brenda was first, Patrick second... Oh, I beg your pardon. The Judges tell me that I uh, made an error here. Uh, Melvin was first, Patrick second, and Joel third. So we'll expect you three back in school next Sunday, and here to compete with you, we'll have Greta Lee Lorge, age five, and John Pollock, age 13. And friends, I'd like to remind you that between now and next Sunday, the Girl Scouts of America will be celebrating their 37th birthday. Yes, during the week of March 6th, All America will salute this fine organization whose slogan is, Better Citizens Build a Better World. And now until next Sunday at this same time, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the Quiz Kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Bye, Miss Kelly.
0: Kelly. Listen to the Quiz Kids every week and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking.